0: Welcome to Lack of Focus, an X-Wing Miniatures game podcast, brought to you by Dice Hate Productions. Hello, everybody. Welcome once again to another episode of Lack of Focus, episode 100. And damn it, I'm going to have to cut because I forgot the title because I didn't write this one down. Damn it.
1: A clean century that's what it was I, mean, I can change it what do you want the title to be i just made oh some
0: you're right you're good you're good i just drew a blank literally i got into my intro and i just forgot my line <laughs> turn it on <laughs> take two hello everybody welcome once again to another episode of lack of focus episode 100 a clean century i am your host ed horn and alongside me tonight my good friend mr sean dorsey sean how's it going my friend
2: good ed how are you doing
0: good and of course our producer extraordinaire wonder mr chris sheriff chris how's it going my friend
1: good thanks sir
0: 100 episodes of this show i can't believe we have done one. we blew past the old show i'm not even gonna say the old show's name we blew past that one a while ago but we've hit that one key mark like one of those milestones in the histories of cup of podcast to do this a hundred times and there's more we've done infocuses, we've done DD sessions there's all kinds of stuff but 100 holy cow so anyway we're gonna do what our normal show basically for all intents and purposes we do gonna have a ton special plan for this one beyond some mushy stuff i'll say at the end because these guys know me they know i'm gonna be mushy and that's just gonna happen um but we're gonna, See, be gonna i over. would
1: disagree i would say that this is probably the most special episode we've done in a long time
0: it is. It absolutely is. Because for once, I'm going to carry the X-Wing content on the flight deck today because Ed's actually played not one, but two games of X-Wing under the new uh, 2.5 rules in the, the new missions. So I'm going to have a lot to talk about today. Oh. Um, well, I don't, want to, I don't want to lead in. I want to see what everybody else is doing first. So of course, Sean, I'm going to kick the ball over into your general direction. What have you been doing lately?
1: Wait, I I've got to guess. Let me see if I can guess. There's something about a Raspberry Pi.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of sorry. Like I, it, when he's done setting it up, it's going to be great. He's going to love it. It's yeah. going to do everything he wants it to do. But I feel bad. He's having trouble with it. <laughs> um. Yeah.
2: You could you could say Raspberry Pi. That would be a good start. Um. I'm like on this fixation now with old arcade games. Um. I do have actually X-Wing content. It's not playing games, but I'll get to it when I'm right at the end. Kind of as the grand finale of it. But um I how do I want to put this? So Ed and I were having a conversation kind of over our text chat and about arcade games and and he suggested the Raspberry Pi. So this nightmare is Ed's fault when he It you is right 100 percent That's why I said I feel bad. <laughs> um so And suggested a Raspberry Pi for for arcade, because I love arcade games. And you got to remember, I'm ancient. I grew up in the time of, we actually had a Pong. We had the Atari, I don't remember which one. We had both, at one point, the the six-button and the four-button Ataris. Um, I don't know where the four-button Atari came from, but we had one. Um, And then I got a Commodore VIC-20, which is literally... The most worthless computer, even though it was one of the most heavily sold computers at the time, um, because you had no way to save, so you could do programming, and then when you shut the machine off, you lost everything. And later on, they came out with the cassette tape drives, which people today would be, you know, appalled by having <laughs> a, you know, two thir- two thirty minute side cassette tapes that you could record information on. And this was back in the day of Compuserve. And you had to buy the modem and then hook up to it. And then in the mail, you got the the 10 hours free CompuServe time. And then you needed a your parents' credit card and, you know, that nightmare. This was before AOL and that, you know,
0: oh God, sending you yeah. the, the disks. The internet was in a very infantile stage at those points in time. It was mostly a lot of message boards and uh, yep. bank and military transactions.
2: That's right. Like, and that's there it was all message board at the time but during this time to me was the greatest time of video games where not only did you have space invaders come out you had you had just this plethora of arcade games and when i was a kid where i grew up about 5 blocks from my house was an arcade an actual arcade called space city and i think it was there from like 80 to 83 and then the the People that lived near it through a huge fit, and you know basically got it ran it out of town um and this was be this was before what you call grand arcades, you know where you had you know hundreds and hundreds this had whatever all the arcade games that were out, plus they would get the newest arcades and what was cool about this place was you would walk in there with a five dollar bill, put it in the coin changer, and it gave you forty tokens yeah and this is This is back before you had to shove 8,000 tokens into a machine to play it. It was a one-for-one exchange. So if you wanted to play Galaga, you put in a token and, you know, it played it and stuff. So there's a lot of games that I grew up with. The original Star Wars game with the cool flight controller. Love um, that.
0: They did a stand-up version. I think the sit-down version by far is the definitive version of that game.
2: Correct, yeah. They did two versions. And then later on, um, 80 and 83, they came out with... Um, Empire, and then Return of the Jedi in video game form, which I'll get into that portion of it a little here in a second. Like Space
0: Invaders was eighty-two, wasn't it?
2: No, I think it was uh, seventy-nine. I think.
0: I'll, I'll live, fat, live, fat check you here while you're doing it. Yeah. Point being, continue on with your story.
2: So anyway, so you had, you know, back then you had, uh, I can't remember the uh, name of it, but it was the Tank Command game.
0: No shit, seventy-eight. You are right. Yeah,
2: seventy-eight. Cow. Um so you had a tank command game which was a polygon, you're in a tank. I can't remember the name of it, but you know, you would shoot it oh. stuff and
1: I think it was um, a tank commander.
2: Something like yeah. So it, I'm sure right. I had it on the Spectrum ZX three twenty. Or Battle Zone. It was either that or Battle Battle Zone.
0: Battle Zone was Atari's ripoff of Tank Commander.
2: Okay. I think, I mean, I'll, so, I'll check. Okay. So anyway, so they had whichever one it was, Tank Commander, Battle Zone. And then of course Tron came in, and Miss Pac-Man, and of course Pac-Man Love was Tron. there.
0: Love Tron, such Pac-Man. a cool game.
2: And the cool thing about this place, it didn't have it didn't have pinball machines. It was literally all arcade. Frogger, Gorf, you know, which is a game that I've searched for long, low and high, and and you know, it's one of my favorite games just because it's a game that I remember actually beating <laughs> in is- the arcade. In the arcade, I actually beat it. Um, I got very lucky beating it, but I beat it. you know, so you had the the plethora of the old seventy eight to eighty two eighty three when dragon's lair came out, that's when you went to two tokens yeah. so that kinda kind of ruined the concept of the game, but I get why because you know the whole point of oh. arcade games
1: battle tank. Pumping...
2: battle tank okay, thank you so the the um the whole concept of arcade games back then was they would get harder and harder and harder relatively quickly because the goal was for you to die and pump another quarter in you know right.
0: and the, the, back, back in those days those are the games that didn't necessarily all have endings it was just high scores correct so they, yeah they it was up, they pumped up the difficulty level to eventually make you lose your quarter
2: right and and, and you know that was the arcade that i grew up with and then And then, you know, of course, I got the NES when I was in high school, and, you know, that's one of those things that takes you down a different rabbit hole of gaming and, um, you know, where you rip your fingers up trying to do track and field because you're rubbing across (laughs) the A and B keys to try to run fast when you're trying to do whatever it was, you know, that you're trying to do. And then you learn to use a penny to do it, and you know, so that you can do all that. And, of course... Before that, though, was the time of Galaga, you know, the time of, like I said, Space Invaders, Pac-Man. So anyway, I'm in a search for all these games. And Ed and I were talking, and one of the bad things for me is that I'm an adult, and I have adult money, and I, I <laughs> have enough...
0: It's a bad problem to have sometimes.
2: <laughs> sometimes it's a bad problem to have, and by the time Ed and I were done talking on our text... I had already ordered two one-up arcade machines. Um,
0: which is and, not what I suggested. I want to make sure her repeat that was not on my suggested list.
2: I understand. I, but there is something about playing those in stand-up arcades.
0: There is. Wow. I 100% agree. 100% so, agree.
2: So then I was impatient because I ordered those, I think, on a Sunday or Monday or whatever, and they were supposed to arrive yesterday, which they did. But in that meantime – we have a local store called Nebraska Furniture Mart, which is also a deal or an outlet for some of those games because there are special versions of the games that are in retailers from One Up Arcade, and of course they had the they had um, the Pac Man game, Aww. which has which had Pac Man of course, which I'm not a huge fan of Pac Man, but it had Dig Dug on it, which Dig Dug is one of my all time favorite games, and I could go on a whole reasoning for it and the you know the why all these games are so important but it had that and a couple other games too that i like and then i bought the atari one because it has tempest space uh, space invaders it has um missile command so you know a lot of those early games are in the atari one and then i bought the it's the konami uh or was it no i bought the midway one The Pac-Man one is Konami Bandai, because the two companies merged. And then I bought the Midway one, which has Galaga, um, Galaxian, um, Gauntlet, Joust. Um, Mm -hmm. So it it had five games that I'm interested in, and I think it has six that I'm interested in. I just can't remember the sixth one. So basically, I bought stand-ups, and they're not full-size, which my house isn't big enough to have a bunch of stand-ups. so in this process, I'm like, OK, well, now I'm going to turn part of my house into an arcade, which is really my living room. Dining room area will become an arcade. And then I'm like, well, they sell Tron. So that's the next one I'm going to buy. Oh, my God! <laughs> so Tron is, Tron is the next one. I'm going to buy Golden T 3D, which has a whole bunch of the Golden Tee games. I'm going to buy Frogger because that one has 1942 and 1943. Which, if you really want to win my heart, those are two of my all-time favorites.
0: Uh, the dawn so, of the schmup.
2: Yeah, so Frogger, which is fun, but forty-two, forty-three, and then um, the Star Wars game. I'm going to get the Star Wars stand-up.
0: I was say, i am on their website now. Like, like, I'm looking to see which ones they have.
2: Um, right now, they're out of—they're out of all three that I. Oh, tr- they have Tron. But they're out of the other ones. But I bought the collector's ones, the Legacy or whatever they call them. Yep. Um, the collector's editions with the multi-multi-games multi and stuff. So my goal is to get those games, and then I'm going to, on the Raspberry Pi, get the other games that I can't get, and which is GORF, which is all these other games that I so badly want to play, and then NES games, and probably some Sega games, and um, the older, maybe if you are Atari games, but I'm not that thrilled. I was never thrilled with Atari to begin with. Um, and then whatever other ones, you know, that I, I look and find. But, you know, this is the thing that a 52-year-old guy does when he has adult money, as he spends money.
0: What I can tell you on the Pi, uh, it, it emulates everything pretty well right up until about the disc era of video games. So it oh, runs. Oh, that's
2: that's the other one I'm going to get is the Dragon's Lair game.
0: Yeah, that's on there. I, I think that's that's the Daphne emulator that'll have those. You'll have that and then the space one. I can't remember the name off the off the top. Well, I'm gonna
2: I'm gonna buy the stand up though. The one up has the Dragon's Lair, and so I'm gonna have like five or six arcades in my dining room, living room, two in my office, total. So I'll be able to play whatever I want, and then the Raspberry Pi on the TV base.
0: So, can we please make for the record that Ed's recommendation was a Raspberry Pi, not three thousand (laughs) dollars worth of stand-up single? Because keeping in mind, the Raspberry Pi will play all of those games too. Just, just yes, but they
2: they won't be the same. You know, won't won't be that.
0: I agree. It will not have the same look and feel of actually being at a stand-up. I hundred percent. You know,
2: I if if I still smoke, you know, I can't put my cigarette on the edge of the arcade machine. You know, like you could in some arcades when you could smoke in them and, you know, watch the thing burn down while you're playing, you know, and things like that. You know, there's just a lot of nostalgia to have. And even even though they're not full size, true full size, it's still a 17 inch screen. And, dude, it's big enough. You know, that screen is, you know, because they were 23 inch tubes, I believe, way back when they were and they were too big. Yeah. Yeah. For most. And. The 17 inch and you can go out and you can buy cases. You can buy a stand-up up to like fifty some odd inch. And it's like I don't need that. You know, I, I if I want to do that, I'll just put my 55 inch TV, build my own case, and you know, and do that. And I don't want to do that. So, you know, uh it just this is my way to game. I love this kind of gaming. And before we started the show, I was telling these guys, I really don't I have a, over a hundred games on Steam and i barely play any of them you know i play one or two right now and
0: well that was the beauty of the arcade era kind of games like i think that's something that's kind of lost i hate saying i hate getting on the i should put my get off my lawn hat kind of oh thing. yeah but the nostalgia
2: that, you know the
0: nostalgia for us but like they don't make games the way that they used to back then like those oh, no. games there are designed for pick up and play like i yes. don't have to go through a 35 minute tutorial to find out what every button combination does I'm not committing to eight to, 10 to twelve hours. Like I just want to get like ten games of Galaga in and see if I can set my high score. I can do that in thirty minutes, kind of. Yeah. Like they they just don't design games that way anymore. It's moved on to a different era. Even arcade games of today, um, aren't built under that no. same thought process. They're just not.
2: They're not. And and even playing. So I also in, in Ed saw it. I think I put a picture. Did you see the joystick thing that I made with the I buttons? Think
0: I, I think with, I did Let me go back with the,
2: that. with the light up buttons and stuff. So I built an arcade joystick thing with light up buttons and all that, that I can play using the retro pie. I can play games with and stuff. And, you know, so that'll give me an arcade feel too, you know, it it'll, you know, sitting down in my, in my recliner, playing a game way too far back from the TV
0: <laughs> you know,
2: but but that's what's cool about it is being able to do things like that. And um yeah, so that's the majority of what I've done. And then today our I went to the game shop here in Omaha, which is gonna be starting up in person X Wing in a couple weeks.
0: Yay.
2: Which is nice to see. Um they're gonna have I think a tournament or whatever the event is for the kit that's out right now. Chris, you might be able to help with that one. Um, um
1: there is aces high and the droids you're looking for are the current kits i believe
2: i think it's the aces high one it has it's like mandalorian themed cool i'm not sure know. exactly yeah i don't know anyway they're gonna have that in two weeks but they're gonna play extended dogfight instead of do missions so i may not do it because i don't really feel like playing dogfighty. but anyway i went to the game shop today and i bought a Another forty k um space marines vehicle, and then I bought the the Razor Crest.
0: Oh, which oh which forty k vehicle did you get?
2: Um, I'd have to go out in the living room and grab it. It's it's just one of the tank like vehicles. Okay. No. Yeah.
0: There's a lot of tanks in Space Marines. That's all I'm saying.
2: <laughs> well, and I need to get more because that's kind of it. Seems to be that's where a lot of their army points go into our vehicles.
0: Yeah, usually for transport.
2: Yep. So that was pretty much my two weeks of gaming of some sort. Um, And then I played Project Zomboid on Wednesday um, with my Wednesday game group. And um, so that's pretty much it. But it was, you know, it's a lot of fun. We'll just put it that way. So I'm excited. I got to play a little bit of Galaga today. I played a little bit of Gauntlet today. And what else did I play? I played one other game, too. I don't remember. but um, just trying it out, making sure it all works. Cause I got to figure out power, getting power to them now. So
0: that's but, the next
2: step in all of it.
0: The one thing I think is kind of cool is those things have wifi. Those are, are, those arcade one-ups have stand-ups have Wi-Fi. You can get on leaderboards. You can play against your friends online. Like there's, all, there's all kinds of neat stuff that was never even imagined before. Whenever those, those games were. Really yeah. Open.
2: And I think like when Golden Tee and those types of games came out, that's when the Wi Fi or that internet connection
0: Right. In in playing make numbers.
2: Yeah, playing against a worldwide or whatever it was leaderboard. Um yeah, you know, I think that's when that all that started. So
0: I get but now I, I get what Arcade One's do uh one doing. Like I there's a big part of me it's like, Can't I just buy like a blank chassis and just load it with whatever the hell I want on it? I'm sure that there's probably some licensing issues. There,
2: there there you can actually you can buy an arcade machine but then you know there is the issue with you know licensing and all that all the arcade one-up stuff seems to be licensed so
0: oh yeah absolutely
2: you know so i would hope that i i would hope that that would be you know the the case with that you know of doing it or it being legal completely legal i know that I was looking today for other companies that do the same thing. And there are a lot out there that do it, but they either have really off brandy games or they have only console style games. Right. And I'm not totally looking for that type
0: of stuff. <laughs> like, legitimately, I would love at some point in time to have one cabinet in my house, but I would have it being driven off a of Raspberry Pi that I could play all of the video games on it as opposed to like having. 13 cabinets to do and I just have one that does all of them.
2: Right. But
0: that's... Okay.
2: That's pretty much mine there, Ed. <laughs> cool. You Chris. said you had X Wing to cause out. That... He
0: did.
2: Well, well yeah, was that, yeah. i was did It's not
1: buying the razor crest.
2: Buying the razor crest and looking at building a list if I decide to go play in the tournament next week. That'll so. be
1: fine, you know. The um what was it? The Concordia face off.
2: Yeah, that that's it. Yeah, the Concordia. Yeah. Yeah,
1: that so I uh, that isn't a kit. I think oh, it's not a AMG kit. I think it's a um a like community built thing.
2: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not hundred percent sure what it is, but that's that's what they're doing. So yeah.
0: Yep. All right. Chris, what have you been doing lately? We'll save one thing for the end.
1: Um, I've worked a lot. I think I was saying to you guys had to like Forty-five hours this week, on top of parenting and all of the other stuff. So it's been uh, tiring. Um,
0: I can imagine. I think
1: I think I said about I painted my what I did. Did I show that on the last show? I can't remember.
0: I don't remember uh, seeing yeah. that. So that means that I didn't see it. That it's doesn't mean my, you did to show it. It means I didn't see it.
1: <laughs> it's on my Instagram. i I'll, I'll throw it up in the podcast crap. But I painted. I may, I may my... have
0: fallen behind on Instagram and all the other fun oh, stuff. I How
1: very do?
0: I was at doing a work function in Inner Harbor for three days. That's all great, right. Great think... Had a fun time, but
1: yeah, I um. There oh, we go. Copy a link address. I think that's right. That'll work. Maybe see if this works. Podcast crap. There we go. Maybe.
0: Ooh.
1: And then. Nice um... job. Yeah, I like it. It's good. Um it's from Shapeways, the actual 3D printed model. So it's it's the exact same size as the FFG one or AMG one. Um but it comes as obviously raw resin and then you just paint it up so it's open open to the atmosphere or lack of atmosphere. And then <laughs> um it's got the ball turrets on the side as well. So
0: Yeah, I like that.
1: Then, I hadn't painted anything new this week, but I did manage to pick up a, um, we want a white box for a store, so I was like, well, if I use my old white box for a store, I could get a new one, so then I was testing that out. So this is from an old model, but I think if this is a better, better quality piece, it's not.
0: Damn it. Very nice. Yeah.
1: But yeah. What game
0: is that for?
1: That's for anima tactics. I painted that a long time ago. So I'm trying to do non-metallic metals and um
0: Yeah, very nice.
1: But yeah, it was mainly testing out the light box for background and stuff and which one I prefer compared to the so the background for that or a background for that model. Which one gives you better pictures? I should probably do the same model in both to do a real comparison.
0: Uh, so I genuinely like Hmm, I kind of like the other one better. Not the lat, the other model. I yes. like that better.
1: Yeah, that's. I think right, this. So the lat is my old one, and the the tactics, like um, weird, like fair mm. person, is um, in the new white box. So yeah, I think I'll keep the new white box, and then uh, the old one can go to the store. But yeah, I, I like it. uh, yeah
0: i like it a lot that's cool
1: yeah and i've got a bunch of models like that and i just got i've kept around to paint i'm never going to play anima tactics i've got all of the the rule books well i've got a rule book for it i've got a bunch of models i've got all the rule books for a role-playing game but it's never going to get played so whatever (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah, but uh, you can see behind, oh no, I think I've had the uh, my camera frozen all of this time, so people can't see us moving. But, yeah, if you look behind me, like, there is the new white box, that black box over there. Um, so that is the picture. And um, But other than that, the table is basically clear. I built my new, I, I say new, I got the, the Bad Batch Lego. Um, oh, I, I got it on release, so I've had it for nearly a year and hadn't finished building the shuttle, but um, that's over on my my shelf in the corner. So I built some Lego. Um, didn't really get to play any X Wing last week or this week because my uh, I was busy at work. I actually had work that needed doing. So oh no, I did play. I I tried to block the game out, right? so I ran my Jedi list. Uh, this is not our game, Ed, This is a different one, um, and oh, I, shit. I, I, I went and claimed the central objective with Mace, and I was like, "Oh, it's safe. That's fine. I'll, uh, I'll do my, uh, my Jedi cheating boost." And we were playing assault on the satellite array, Um so I was in in range to claim a central one, and I thought. Maybe I can catch uh, one of the tire falls at range three in bullseye if I do a bank boost. So I'll take a focus action because it was pretty close, um, and I'm safe anyway. Nothing can get me. But then Von Reg did a five straight barrel roll into a boost and caught Mace at range three, um, and I think I was at range range three from one of his bombers. But he had to, um, he had no like ordnance or anything to fire at me, so he rolled five red dice and um mace died I was like oh, oh i didn't expect that to happen that's it, it, a shame. it, can, it can
0: happen it, can it happen.
1: was uh it was interesting I was like, oh I mean i didn't need to do any of this I could have been alive now but <laughs> um, <laughs> Matt, Matt showed the error of my ways <laughs> um and I tried to put up a fight with uh, the rest of my other three ships, but I just felt like I was behind the curve, and so he got, like, four points immediately, claimed two objectives, so I think it was, like, 7-1 at the end of round, uh, like, round one, I was like, oh, 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 okay, uh, maybe that was a turn zero mistake, well, a turn one mistake, um, but yeah, I just, for some reason, I just didn't see the barrel roll boost from Von Reg getting to me, and then I was, and when he did, I was like, ah, it's fine. It's naked dice anyway. He rolled, he rolled like hit and two crits. I blanked out. And then he got the last hit through with a, a throwaway two dice shot. And I'm like, well, well, oops. <laughs> yeah, it was, um, it, mistakes were made. Um, no, I mean, it was still good. I got to play with my painted white and, um, I got to roll dice and I, I learned to be more respectful and not necessarily... Uh, if I am going to charge the middle, it probably needs to be Luminara who does that. Or else I should make Mace a 7b and Luminara the, uh, just a normal delta 7. But I'm I'm back and forth on how I want to run the list. And if I'm going to change, because I could drop Shack T to... Or, I mean, the 7b is probably overkill. And that three, frees up a bunch of points. So, I, I could do Contrail in a second, and I could change Luminara into Contrail and Ahsoka with Chopper, or I could change Shakti into Contrail and, um, I don't know, uh, something else like uh, Barris with a missile. So, yeah, there's a bunch of netlisting upgrades I could do, but I've been really enjoying flying the four ships and it being challenging. So,
0: yeah, that's fine. It-
1: and then we we played so you know i I won't steal your thunder i'll let you talk (laughs) about about Uh, your two games of x-wing
0: so i needed to commit to learning 2.5 because legitimately having played two games it does feel a quite a bit different from previous editions of of x-wing so uh the first game that we set up uh i feel like was uh we were going to be playing d&d and d&d kind of got cancelled uh due to circumstances beyond anyone's control um so we're like well we've already i've already slotted this time out so alan stepped up to the plate and was like here i'll take you to the mad ed and i ran uh my tie swarm uh i can actually pull up a list and talk about it look at that yeah so uh chris and i kind of worked on this list uh mostly the idea behind my list behind doing this list was my thought process was I was going to have four TIE fighters kind of stick together as a block. Uh,
1: this was not Malisha played against Alan. You played pure TIE swarm against Alan. Yeah, I know. Okay. Yeah. That's the Sorry. list I'm Sorry, about. I'm jumping the gun. Sorry.
0: You are jumping the gun. So, my thought process was to keep four TIE fighters together that was going to be. So, the, the, real quick, the list. Uh, Howl Runner is running elusive with a hull upgrade. Uh, I did Aiden with elusive auto blasters and discipline. Gideon with discipline and ruthless. Uh, Dalmiko with Elusive and Discipline. And then I had Wampa, Elusive, Discipline, and then Mahler with Discipline and ruthless. So the idea, of course, is that how Aiden, Gideon, and Delmico were kind of going to fly in a block and just try to take those center objectives and just run NASCAR in the middle and just keep claiming objectives all during the uh, the better part of the game. And then have Wampa and Mahler kind of floating out there, maybe scooting around and grabbing objectives on the other side of the board. kind I think that was the gameplay um the way that we it's it's the whole the whole thing is so fascinating the way that the setup is now um because there's a turn zero before the turn zero which is the actual there's a game within the game within the game of setting up those objectives and where you intend to put them because it legitimately dictates where the rocks are going to go um because you have the you have the objective in the center, can't really do much about that, and then you're placing a, you're trying to place objectives so in the early game you can go out and snag a couple, because it isn't an objective-based game for the most part. So I had three kind of in we we long story short, we ended up with three pretty much in the middle and a whole bunch of rocks doing an L around them. So we had three in the center that were pretty much in open territory, and then there were these other two objectives where all the rocks were. And my game plan was to have my four TIE fighters just drive circles around those three objectives and just stay there out in the open, making hard, making turns the whole way through, trying to draw Allen's five A-wings into the center so that I could take shots and take take them off the board. And then I had Mahler and I had um, Wampa kind of go out around the edges and like their whole main goal was to go out and grab a couple of uh, objectives on Allen's side of the board. That was the game plan. And for two turns, I stuck to that game plan, and then on turn two, I get fortuitous. I got one of his A wings all the way down to one hull, and first edition brained Ed kicks in and says, "You know, if I hard turn my entire center squad, I can probably take that A wing out and get some points for that." And that's what I did, and that's where I lost the game because then I got into playing Alan's game of trying. Like, uh, keep in mind the sentence that I just said out loud, which was. My four TIE fighters are going to chase down this one A wing to get the points off the board for that. It's not going to happen. They're faster, they're more maneuverable, but that was my plan. Well, that was what the yeah. plan turned into. And yeah. what he did, he snuck one of his A wings in behind me and did my plan, which was just spin on those three objectives. So I'll end. I mean, I really, there were only three ships taken off the board of that one. I did eventually kill the A wing that I went after, but it cost me the game legitimately. And then he ended up taking out, I think he took Wampa and out. I think were the other two that he, t- he took out. So all in all, the game ran for five turns. Um, three ships were taken off the board, and by the end of the game, he, had beat, he beat me by the end of the, the, the fifth turn. Yeah, It wouldn't race have
1: race to 20.
0: Yeah, he ran the race to 20. And what he was doing, he was doing the right things. He was taking his A-Wing and parking them between two objectives and taking those two points with those objectives every single turn. And we did the math at the end of the game. It fit, I think it finished at like 29, 20 to something. It was a low. I, never, I think it was in the single digits. He got 14 of his 20 points just off of objectives. Yeah. So that taught me a lesson. Like, okay, first of all, I knew what my mistake was. I knew that I deviated from, if I had stayed with my original plan, I don't know how much it would have affected the game, honestly. Um, but I think if at minimum, if I'd at least kept with the primary plan that I had, instead of turning in to take out an A-Wing, I just proceeded on course and claimed objectives. I would have been drawing his a wings in, so I can at least take some take some shots and maybe take those out. Yeah. So we were supposed to go down to game. So go, uh, thanks to Alan, fantastic game, a lot of a good sport. Yeah, he helped us. To, he taught us quite a few things about how they're doing uh, two point five now, how they're doing the scoring, how the scoring sheets works, how all the new stuff works in TTS four So that was fun. yeah,
1: he gave us a lot of, a bunch of things I could just save, so I have them in my save save files, and then just chose to not use them anyway. Right. It was fine.
0: <laughs> it was nice. <laughs> So then we were supposed to, we're recording this uh, show on a Saturday. We were supposed to record on Thursday. And again, circumstances beyond our control. We weren't able to do so. Chris and I were free. We said, well, we've blocked out the time. Why the hell not play a game? So I played another game against Chris and Chris brings his Jedi list. I don't know that I necessarily blame the list, but good God, is it frustrating to be like, yeah, every single thing's in here is doing multiple actions, multiple this, multiple that. (laughs) okay my system phase takes longer than my planning phase like wait what what is going on there's so much the, the
1: end phase is the longest phase of the game for me
0: it is it absolutely is so i went in with a very different list and a very different mentality i went in and then we pulled that list up just so i can absolutely cover the exact same stuff we're gonna load that squad it's vader time so of course I wanted to run Vader because I saw a little bit of what the force is like, and I'm like, well, what if from the Imperial side, what are my choices? Well, obviously I've got to take Vader. Ten points for the Defender. Vader seems a bit much for me. I'm not willing to commit that many points to a single ship. So I went down to the Tide Man's X1. He's running Brilliant, Brilliant Evasion and Malice, Proton Rockets and Afterburners. And then I wanted the my thought process of what I should have done in the first game. I ran two Alpha uh, Squadron pilot interceptors with discipline on them and the um, sensitive controls. And their whole purpose was to just go out and catch those peripheral uh, objectives and just, oh, by the way, if something goes out, if you have another ship that does the same thing, mine's a three attack die ship and I move before you, maybe I can block you and still take you out in the same process. That was, that was my thought process with them. And then I had six points left and I'm like, well, let's go a little bit fluffy. We're going to put Mauler and Scourge in there because it kind of were, you know, Vader's wingman, and they're both are TIE fighters that can get extra attack dice. So it is possible that every ship in the list has a potential for three attack dice uh, to start. And that was kind of the idea. Having the two alphas in there for their sole purpose was to go out and collect objectives. That's all they were there for. And then Mahler and Scourge were supposed to hang out with Vader. And between the three of them, they were supposed to take some things. Now I, for the most part, feel like I stuck to my game plan on this one. Again, had a very fortuitous first turn, second turn. Uh, I think it was the first turn where I got one of Chris's ships all the way down to a single hull.
1: So this time I learned, and I sent Luminara into the middle with her beefy um, uh, what, three shields and four hull because she's got a hull upgrade.
0: Yeah, otherwise it would have died in that. But anyway, so unfortunately, I feel like on the first game I played. First edition. When I was supposed to be playing 2.5, on um, this game I felt like I was playing 2.5, and I should have been playing first edition. Um, I was trying. I was trying to focus on collecting objectives, and Chris was. Just you, I out.
1: disagree. So the misunderstanding on sensitive controls cost you heavily. Oh
0: yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's true. That's true. So I,
1: what I, what I, I always was. I yeah, I outscored you every round on objectives. So it started off three two. And then you got unlucky in that you... Because we played Scramble Transmission. Mm-hmm. So you got unlucky in that you only turned off my satellite. You didn't claim it. Whereas in, I claimed yours back. Yep. So I was still scoring three. You were only scoring one in the second round. And then a turn after that, you didn't claim it. You, you ignored turned the one that you turned off. And then you went a different way to what i thought you were going to do to contest to chase ships again to not contest objectives so i i think you did the same thing again but well,
0: that's in hindsight you might be right because basically i had an i had one of my alphas that had that missed the claiming of one objective but was in a range that it could have gone and done another when he says i misunderstood the the understands the sensitive controls because what it says you can do a boost or a barrel roll in the action in the systems phase and and take a stress, and then obviously you can do a blue a maneuver to clear that. I thought that was his—that was the, the ship's action. It didn't realize and didn't register with me that taking the booster barrel roll in the system phase did not mean that that was my ship's action.
1: Yeah, you were in well, um, advanced sensors mode, where it doesn't right. let you do any more actions.
0: Which exactly, so it made a lot more it, sense
1: the like, words you were using now, whereas because well, I, I
0: said it a couple of times, he's like because. Chris is fantastic in going through the the phases of the game. He's like, in the system phase, do you want to do any of your alphas uh, pre-game you know pre-game movements? And I'm like, no, I need to save my actions. And in my mind, that meant I need to save my actions because I want to boost onto that objective or I want to claim that objective. What he registered is like, oh, I'm going to be doing a red maneuver, so I want to kind of save it. Or, or what Point being... Yeah. didn't want to I be had,
1: stressed, but yeah.
0: Right. Yeah. Point being, if I had played it the way that I was supposed to do it, um. I would have been able to do those pre games, do blues, and then also claim objectives. Does that yeah. change things a ton? Eh, probably. Not, I think not
1: it. I think it does because like the the points differential is what won me the game. Like I yeah. was agreed. Agreed. Me scoring three to year one, four to year one. If I'm scoring like only two to year, to year one, so I'm only getting one point on you rather than gaining three points on you. Like the gap's not as big and yeah, obviously the game ended at like 30 odd points because in one I one rounded Vader, Maula, and an Alpha. Correct. So like yes. Was, I, was, the was, outcome of the game probably doesn't change. But the score killed, line up to that point is a lot closer.
0: What killed me on that one is that when we ended turn four, I was thinking as if one of the things that I was, I don't know, embarrassed is probably the right word for it. Um, that the the game only lasted five turns. That I I I didn't perform well enough to have the game go more than five turns before Alan had beaten me. And we get to the end of turn four, and I'm like, "Ooh, I'm gonna get past turn five with Chris." And then he aces Vader, aces the the Alpha, aces the other like like legitimately. When it he, the game was already over before dice started getting rolled because he had claimed four objectives to my one he was sitting on sixteen points he was already at twenty I mean if, if nothing yeah. happened if he elected to do nothing the game was over but of course we played it out and rolled some dice to see what happened and he ended up with thirty one points at the end because he's just blowing points off the board left and right it was it was awful
1: like the the positioning that to get the shot so I got a range one. Uh, arranged one bullseye shot from Mace with, onto Vader with, Mace was great with calibrated. So that was three dice well, plus the focus result. And I had the lat reroll on that as well. Yep. And then I had Shakti behind Mauler. I think it was one of the I-5 not, ties.
0: And that was the other thing yeah. I kept stupidly doing was I kept remembering that. Oh, if you bump me, you can't shoot me. No, this is 2-5. You absolutely can. So legitimately, not once, but twice, I made the exact same mistake where I'm like, oh, well, I'm going to block you with Mauler or b- block you with Wampa, and then you that's one less ship I have to worry about shooting me. Again, first edition thought processes, yeah. even second edition coming into my head going, if you're bumping me, you're not shooting me. Yeah, you are.
1: <laughs> it's just like, yeah, I I, I auto blaster marksmanship uh, 7A7 did work. It did. On Shaq T, just like... And I think the first auto blaster shot I did, I rolled two natural crits anyway. Like, it was just... Yeah. Yeah,
0: about that. Hey, I rolled three crits with Vader, uh, right into shields.
1: Yeah, you took womenara's shields off of Vader, and it was all I crits. But, it
0: was all crits. It was pretty to see.
1: But like, yeah, and that's just the thing about Jedi and why they're so good. It's like you did legitimately six damage to Luminara through all of her defenses, through all of her force, got her down to one hull. And then I just five straight Jedi boost and then uh, repair my loose stabilizer was the crit I was carrying because I had to mm-hmm. do it straight. But there's no way you're getting a shot at me because you have to K turn if you want to shoot me. And I've just done a seven forwards. Right.
0: And I'm never oh, yeah. going to catch him.
1: Yeah. Um, So
0: overall, overall for me, uh, it was uh, a lesson learning in both of the games. I don't think that, like, I just need to change some of my mentalities. I think a lot of it is the fact that I didn't necessarily read how cards necessarily work. That's not my fault. Um, But even the game, just functionally how the game works, it's so very different. When you're trying, like, a game can get out of hand really, really quickly if you're not paying attention to those objectives. So I don't, I remember we had conversations when we were talking about these like, well, there's just going to be some games that just turns in, like, people are just going to ignore the objectives. I don't know how you can
1: It's very, I understand why people don't like it, why people are saying that the game ends not feeling resolved. Like, our game, had I not I mean. killed any ships, I would get, like you said, our game ended. And I think it ends with
0: No one of,
1: would it have been, no, no, I think I killed the alpha the turn before with Luminara. Mm-hmm. -mm. No, was it all? Did all of it? Yeah. So it would have been all
0: on one turn. So you are correct. If the game would have ended and we hadn't rolled dice, there wouldn't have been a ship taken off the board. Yeah, the game would have been over.
1: And it's like people that this is touching on main topic talk now rather than flight deck talk. But I think
0: that's okay. I mean, I'm that is aside from the fact that all right. I'm going to interject one thing and then we'll move into this. Move yeah. into this. Um, I did just mention I was in uh, National Harbor for an event through work. It was really, really nice. It was the first event that I've been able, a conference that I was able to attend since COVID kicked in. So it was really nice to be able to get out and see some other people. While I was there, they had this little, um, you know, every time if you, for those of you that go into like business trips like this, there's always these vendors that sell crap. They sell some type of service that they're trying to make money off of you while they're sitting there. Um, and they have to find ways to pull you into their booths to do it. So. One of the vendors was giving away a whole bunch of stuff. They were giving away a 50-inch 4K TV, blah, 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 a whole bunch of other things. And one of the other things they were giving away was a brand new 128-gig Oculus Quest 2. And I scanned the little QR codes and, how hell, why not? uh, What's the worst that could happen? Well, I ended up winning, and I spent two hours today playing Beat Saber, and holy crap, I think I said, I think my shoulder's a little sore at the end of that. So, yeah, beyond all that, that's what I did. Let's get on to main topic area
1: uh it was good i'm like looking forward to messing around with requests properly i think oh, it'd I be good
0: read. squadrons was the first thing i said to chris and yeah. Rick. so i can bring squadrons in the quest right
1: <laughs> yeah but um so uh, yeah as i was saying i think um we're talking about scoring right go just getting my mindset ready sorry um so yeah i think the game would have ended and it might like no ship off the board like William and I think you'd done damage, you'd got decent damage onto a lot, because I'd pulled that out as well. I think that was on two or three hits left, but, like, easily one roundable by, like, most of the ships on there. Um, and I think you'd splash damage on, like, at least got the shield off mace as well. At least. Yeah,
0: think, it-, but it was one of those things, it was like a range three shot, and you, like, blanked out completely, and I'm yeah. like, woohoo, I got a damage through. Yay!
1: Yeah. Um and I I don't. To me, the game's resolved because one of us got to twenty points, and that's the new that the goal of the game. I, right. And I don't know if it's because I've played more different games, so I, I, I'm happy enough to play a mission. But I, I kind of understand if that's not what you're used to, that can feel. We only played five turns, the game ended, and no ships had died. But
0: The objective of the game is not to destroy ships.
1: Yeah, and like, as I think it shows, like, there was, there was no chance that you would go, like, we could have played to 30 points, the game still ended the same turn. Right. Like, the game was resolved. If we were playing the previous, like, if we were playing just the second edition, that game's still over you just can't end until the timer runs out
0: right if it so. makes you any better, i did not have that feeling that the game was unresolved i but again that comes yeah. from a history of playing other games that are objective based and scoring based where it's entirely possible that three quarters of your forces on the table are still there and you still lose i've also played games <laughs> where three quarters of your forces on the table are off the board because they've been destroyed and you still win because the game is an objective game. It's not a game. Yeah, game. Like I've, I've had games
1: where, um, uh, not, I've played games, not I've had games, that's since I'm still talking about X-Wing, but I've played games where, I think Infinity is a good example. You can table your opponent and still lose.
0: Right, because that was their objective.
1: But no, but their objective is to score, like, both of your objectives is to score points doing the mission, not to kill each other. You kill each other to deny them ob- doing the objectives, if they've already got the points and you've not got your points yet, if you kill them like, it you have help. you, like the game doesn't actually end, you still have to be able to like, okay, so they sit and watch if you can move to what you've got to do and pass pass the test to get there kind of thing or like, you try and you try not kill them, you leave them with one model so that you can do the mission but...
0: I just the last game that I played in the 40K League, I won that game by four point and I had on the table four or five Necron warriors sitting on one objective and I had my Necron Overlord sitting on another. Yeah, And that was it. I, I had a grand yeah. total of five models total left on the board of a grant like it, to put that in context for those that like, don't know what my thousand point Necron list is. There's about like. Sixty models in that in that set, I was down to five of those sixty. My yeah. opponent had done a really good job of blasting all of my models off the board, and I still ended up winning because I played the mission
1: yeah and I think the good thing about x wing now and the missions is that the scores in your face you cannot not understand what's happening. You might not realize why you why you're losing or what you like the choices you've made that have gone wrong, but like. You saw, like, it was three two after turn one, yeah. Then it was four, so set it was seven, uh, seven three after turn two, yes. Then it, Believe was. Me,
0: like, like, if you just watch just that, you yeah,
1: then th- it's 11 four mm-hmm. in turn three, it's still nothing's died, and it's like, like, uh, but the in turn three was where you lost that game. By not stopping me gaining three points, like because it's a race, it's a race to twenty. If I'm getting four points a turn, I win in five turns.
0: Which is exactly what happened.
1: Yeah, and <laughs> it's hard because list building really matters now. If you if you yeah you can't play this game flying four B wings, you can't fly B like I, I think a list can carry like one or two B wing style ships or Y wing style ships. But you, if you cannot get around the table,
0: and I think and that's why,
1: yeah, and I think that's why I can get away with flying. And I'm not saying that this is a good like.
0: I know those in the so nicest me.
1: possible way. Like the list didn't beat Ed Ed beat Ed. Yeah,
0: yeah, no, <laughs> you know, I'm you know okay what I mean. Okay yeah.
1: but like I enjoy flying it. I don't think it's great. It's all i for, It's good fun. It's got pilots that I want to use. It's got. A bunch of upgrades it's very intricate and complex and it's a lot of triggers to remember uh, and i enjoy when all of it comes together it feels great to just just laugh at your opponent as you just okay so this person's gonna take um all crits and die and then that like yep. that that last uh, turn felt awesome you, for me i'm not gonna lie
0: yeah, yeah. you don't even need to pick up the dice you don't get to cancel those out those are just there yeah like, oh oh
1: that yeah. that kind of sucks <laughs> yeah i i agree and they let me do it so i'm gonna keep doing it you know but like what um okay mace is range one with you in bullseye so he's gonna fire and he's gonna spend his four his focus and then um, obi-wan's gonna spend a four so he can keep his focus token all right. Oh, what's that? You want? You wanted to shoot Mace so he has to spend his token defensively. Oh, he did. Obi Wan said he can keep it, though. It's all right. Yeah, it's all right. You know? No big deal. Yeah, don't, don't rewrite it.
0: No big,
1: no big deal. All right, and all of those end phase triggers from Hawk and Shakti and Agile Gunner and
0: yeah, we uh, had a we had a post game conversation where Chris was like, yeah, this isn't even a good republic list and i'm like are you really he's like yeah no. like if you were to play like the quote-unquote competitive republic list like i i should be replacing this ship and this ship because they're not necessarily the most ideal builds for this list and i'm like Ugh. now granted i'm obviously yeah. not the most um competitively minded player currently in x-wing it seemed pretty tough from my oh. from the way i was sitting
1: the problem with it is is that it's still a republic Like i still get i still get to to boost before my action step so i still and we were playing scramble so i get
0: to
1: yeah i get to boost and and still have an action left to do it to do it or i can boost in the system phase or hawk can make me boost in the end phase like my lat boosted in the end phase in turn one to give me a better angle to be where i want it
0: The next objective.
1: Yeah. So, oh no, I've got a strain now. The cost, the cost of this ability. Oh, I, I I, I have to stress that because I, I thought it was a stress so long, and then Matt, who beat me last week, was like, "What are you talking about? It's, it's a strain, Chris. Don't be an idiot." What? Oh, it does (laughs) say strain. You're right. Yeah. Oops. Okay. So, so his abilities, Hawk's ability, is better than I thought it was. Thanks, Matt. I appreciate it. Yeah, okay. um, so but... that
0: having been said, um, I came away from that, that second game going, okay, maybe Empire isn't the right faction for me right now. As I'm trying to learn the game, as I'm trying to go out and figure this whole thing out about going out and grabbing objectives, it, Empire just doesn't have the hit points to sit down and figure that kind of stuff out mid-game. They just don't. One bad dice roll, or in my case, a couple of bad dice rolls, and boom, two thirds of your list are off the board. So I need something with a little bit more tankability, a little bit more survivability that can also still go out and, and play a solid game. So Chris and I were going to work on a, rep- uh,
1: yeah, a rebel, rebels, yeah, um,
0: and see which direction we were going to go. And that's kind of what we're going to cover over here. We're going to kind of talk about why we're taking what we're taking and what we're going to be doing. Sean, do you have anything you want to add? I feel like you've been quiet for a bit. I don't want to like exclude you.
2: No, I would agree with that. I mean, A, the, the force is just cheating. So we'll just start right there, and we'll we'll move on from that. Um,
0: and I even said in our group chat, I even said, like uh, all kidding aside, or like the first joke I made was, like, oh, they should just ban force users. But all kidding aside, like legitimately, I thought the whole purpose between second edition was the whole multi-action stacking thing was supposed to be Go away!
1: It, it did. It's right, unless you're a Jedi, and it's okay. And,
0: right, and that's kind of what my do. Point do you is. know
1: how long Obi Wan trained to use that Force to tell you and to I go fuck it. yourself?
0: And I totally get it, and I understand it from a fluff perspective. What I was saying to Chris, and again, half joking, I could see a time coming where at least there's a movement of well, maybe just one Force user per list, because having that many really oh, so, bad so I think I mentioned fear, fear, in fear in, fear in fear our, fear in our force you can't keep up.
1: So what I what I think I would like to see, and I'm not sure about this, because I've not gone through every card and seen how much it impacts and how much a rata. So maybe this is my uh, X Wing 3.0 wish listing, but I wish that the force didn't do anything.
0: Aside from the modif- dice no, modification. No,
1: it does nothing. I buy a pilot who has force charges and they do not do anything, then I have an ability on the pilot that says you can spend a force charge to do this. Yeah. Or I can I'd... buy a force upgrade that says I can spend a force charge to do this. So your force charges lose their default ability. So they no longer calculate tokens. Yeah. They don't they do not do that anymore. You can only use them to do something that's written on a card because I'm so tired of like not you not reading the words that are on the cards. for the mm-hmm. Jedi. I right. like taking taking in, in any of the uh, Imperial crew and like curing what the word says on them like, <laughs> I'm not, I'll take Grand Inquisitor and Seventh Sister um, as crew but I'm not actually going to use them for the words on the card like, well, I don't care what it says I just want the force point well, yeah. Maul lets me take a, a dark side upgrade well I can't take a force upgrade anyway because I'm playing Bubba Fett I just wanted his force point it's alright
0: that's the only
1: reason why he's there. Yeah, and I I remember what was it the meme tournament, uh, um, was it celebration or whatever the when when X Wing Second Edition first launched and they had it wasn't worlds but it, it was a Coruscant Invitational I think it was called. Yeah, yeah,
0: they they invited yeah. a bunch of people to play. Yeah,
1: or whatever. However, it worked. Um, I remember one of the guys um blew an arc with Luke Skywalker Gunner, when he was, it was still like 17, 20 points, but it doesn't, like the Ark doesn't have a turret, he just wanted a force point, and to meme on people that he could take Luke Skywalker Gunner. I'm like, yeah, the force point is that good. So I would like to see a world where that didn't exist. But whilst it does exist, I'm going to fly Republic
0: and enjoy myself, you know?
1: I think everybody should. They just let you.
0: Uh, i i agree i agree all right so more on to the topic so we're gonna build a beginner's 2.5 list a list that might not necessarily have all the tricks of the trade but is going to allow you to go out claim objectives have some levels of survivability have some oomph behind it too maybe a few tricks that kind
1: of so i kind of jumped ahead and i have a list I think you'll like, and that I like and I think I'm going to use just to see if I can actually make it work, because I want to see if I can play a not-fast, not-agile not, fast, not, uh, not agile rebel list that is just there to punch me in the face, kill two ships, and then win on objectives because you don't want to fight me anymore. <laughs> so I have um a four-ship rebel list. Three okay. X Wings and a Z95.
0: Ooh, yeah. already kind of in my wheelhouse. I like it.
1: So we have Wedge Antilles in the X Wing.
0: Always like Wedge.
1: With Outmaneuver, Proton Torpedoes, and an R4 Astromech. So,
0: outmaneuver, Proton Torpedoes. Yeah. And an R4 ash.
1: Yeah. So. God. Wedge's job is to be, well, the way, wherever I am, you now have to be facing me, or else you're at minus two agility, and I'm going to fire a torpedo at you. So you, if you want to turn away, uh, if where, where Alan, what Alan was doing to you, where it was circling the objective, mm-hmm. you can't do that, because the second you turn out to keep going around the same objective, you're now facing away from Wedge, he fires a torpedo at you, and you're at minus two agility. Good luck. <laughs> so, you better hope that this isn't double modded. Oh, and to make sure that it's double modded, obviously, we have um, Aaron Kraken. <laughs> so, he's my, my uh, Z95. He's got Selfless because I'd rather he take crits than anybody else. And a Plasma Torpedo. So, he's an Initiative 5. Yeah, an Initiative 5 Z95. And the three dice Plasma is actually an upgrade from his two dice primary. And his ability will still trigger off firing the torpedo. So he which can't tor-
2: which, which torpedo? I missed that.
1: The plasma torpedo. Gotcha. So it's a three-dice attack, two charge range, two to three torpedo attack. And um during the neutralized result step, crits are cancelled before hits. So you're unlikely to crit people. But after you've determined it hits, you burn a shield off them. So as long as you hit, you're also doing an extra shield, and it's high enough initiative that it probably does. Uh, um, then he oh, gets Real to... quick,
2: real, real quick, what are your other two points in on him? Selfless. Selfless.
1: Yeah. Because I want him to pull crits off other people. After Kraken, I've got Bane Kyrel for another I-5 X-Wing. Ooh. This guy is, oh, he's got a small world out, but he's only a four ship cost, so good. Um, he's got an Ion Torpedo, because, I mean, I was back and forth on whether to take Plasma or Ion, and mm-hmm. Ion gives you the four-dice attack, which can help against some of the higher agility ships, or Jedis, and obviously, Ionizing them is good, because you get a second range of shooting at them, because you know where they're going to be.
0: Exactly where they're going to be.
1: Yeah. Um, then he's got Hopeful for his talent, because... I doubt you're going to want to kill Fane when there's a six-point wedge, you know, an easy-to-kill <laughs> um, Z95 that's got selfless, so it's soaking damage from other people anyway. So other ships should die to trigger Hopeful. And then his droid is Chopper. So right. it, if I'm in a game where I don't feel like I need to spend the ions, I just spend charges off our, off the ion torpedo to to um, regen shields with Chopper. And right it doesn't give me a disarm token or anything. Like, right. As an action, I spend one non-recurring charge from another equipped upgrade, and I recover a shield. It seems good. I'll I'll shoot you with unmodded dice. Oh, wait, it would be modded, because Kraken would give me a mod.
0: <laughs>
1: ah, I remember now. Um, so, like, and you're not going to kill Fane first. Or if you do, I'm happy. You know what I mean? It's one of those, like, I don't care which one you shoot at. It's all good for me. Um, and then my last ship is Luke Skywalker in the X-Wing.
0: Ooh, I do like this list.
1: So another I-5. So it's one I-6 and three I-5s. Uh, Luke has got Afterburners, Outmaneuver, Proton Torpedo, R-3 Astromech, and Instinctive Aim.
0: Okay, right, that's a lot of... Yeah. It,
1: it's a lot of upgrades, because he's got 28 world out value.
0: Alright, can you run that past me one more time? So yep, I've got so, Afterburners, Instinctive Aim, and then I lost you after that.
1: Outmaneuver, because he's got a Talent slot as well as a exactly, Force gotcha, slot.
0: Gotcha. That was the one that I...
1: Yeah, Proton Torpedoes, and an R3 Astromech.
0: Oof, that's a lot of points.
1: So, we have... Two pilots with proton torpedoes at high initiative. If Luke is uh, in a position where the R3s didn't give him the two locks he needed to shoot someone, he can still spend a force and use instinctive aim to just blind, blind fire really that cool. torpedo. Uh, afterburners, so you don't have to close the S-foils. Obviously, if you plan on firing the torpedo, you can keep the foils closed and not use your afterburner charges. So, like, there's arguments to be made that you don't need the afterburners, but I'd, I've got 28 points, man, whatever.
0: Yeah, like what um, else am I going to spend them on at that point? Yeah,
1: outmaneuver to take advantage of the fact that they have to face Wedge, but now they also have to face Luke, so... Yeah, put
0: them on the, yeah opposite directions, yeah. it's not really possible to do both.
1: Yeah, and I, if they do, they're splitting up, and uh, and obviously people tend to split up more anyway, but... Torpedoes are good because they've got a long range, so like just because the ship that's at range one is facing you, you can always shoot the one that's at range three that isn't. It's okay. And yeah, I think you just come in and try and alpha one or two ships off a table, turn one and two, and then have enough hull left that you can bully people after that. Like Wedge is Wedge is gonna be hard to use because he's never gonna get like the Wedge won't get the double modded shot.
0: No, as much as you'd because want you don't
1: to. you don't want like you want to take the target lock and then you just if you don't roll uh, like all hits you just spend the lock anyway you it doesn't matter because you're hopeful that they're rolling at most one agility dice. Right. So, like, yeah,
0: because
1: <laughs> wedge is just good. Um, I
0: do like I do like this,
1: but you just pump damage into something you should do like where like. I I would be surprised if you weren't doing 6 to 8 damage around regardless of what you're shooting at.
0: No, I do like this. It's fairly basic, fairly simple to roll through. I see all of the points here. There's enough. I do like the two the double torpedoes in the list. Wow. I do like that.
1: Everyone's got a torpedo and. Well, I see that.
0: I mean yeah. it's, it's uh, you're the... talking
1: about the protons obviously. The but double but,
0: yeah. proton, yeah, the double protons is probably what I should be more more focused on. Yeah.
1: But like there's a lot of different ways of approaching it. Obviously, like if you if something's slippery, you can either try and kill it with wedge, or you can try and eye on it with vein. You can use kraken shot to make vein shot double modded. There's a lot of different things you can do to kind of just mess around and position, but you have to you've got to group three of the objectives close together so that the other two. Around the wider side, and you have to have the bulk of your force coming across those three objectives so you can control that space because you don't want to give up too many points too early. But I think this is the kind of list that you this is where you wait to cover off the center objective, like you, you three straight or like four you know, you three straight or three bank to put your firing arcs over the center and just kill whatever they send to take it, because yeah, whatever, they will.
0: Whatever comes in the middle just falls yeah. into that kill box.
1: Yeah. And then providing you actually kill it, they will have taken more points than you, but you have taken a ship off a board and got that set of points. So...
0: Hopefully that makes up for it.
1: Yeah. But it, like, again, this is um, what the equivalent of like, an early game like strategy in League of Legends or your, um, your, like, your red. This is your red deck in Magic. Yep. You know, like, you you come out swinging, you burn really quick, and if you haven't got enough of a lead in ship count at the start of it, and, like, kills, because you need to remove your opponent's ability to fight back against you, because then you can start clawing the objectives away from them as well and snowball, but if you don't do enough in the start, you can't, there's nothing you can do. Like, if Wedge and Luke fire both proton torpedo shots and you're still behind on objectives and haven't killed, like, two to three ships, you just lose.
0: Yeah, I see that. This
1: is definitely a list that does just lose if you, like, don't don't get that lead that you need.
0: It's a little bit more durable, though. Than like, like, I, I, I agree. I agree with that, that, that evaluation, but it is still pretty durable, and there is a lot of red dice in this in this list. Yeah.
1: And like, I say, like, if you've not got the torpedoes, it, like, I'm like, Wedge is still an X-Wing, firing its X-Wing primary, removing potentially two of your attack dice. He's still going to do work, but you, you need to have killed the stuff with the torpedoes to give you the space to do the work. Right, because like again, okay, let's use the um the four to one up, oh, so I think a realistic expectation might be, um it's for theory and this is all like made up, so don't worry too much about it i I don't, I don't want to like argue the points too too hard here, but like they're gonna claim three objectives you might get one and kill the ship that was on the center, so they send a two point ship to the center. So it's three, three, and you've killed a ship. In the second round, they're probably still going to get three objectives. You might not, like, depending on what scenario it is, if it's like picking up a box or something like that, like, you can't get another one. So you're still only going to be scoring one around from the objective. So you have to kill another ship this turn, or else it goes to six, four.
0: Right, right.
1: And it, it, that differential gap starts getting wider and wider unless you're killing a ship every round, which you only get two two to three good rounds of shooting, so th- that that's the problem with it, and I don't, I'm not trying to downplay it now, I'm not trying to I'm just trying to balance it out and let you know because I think now that we have this defined win condition we get to actually talk about these things in a, a much better way because previously uh, this style of Alpha Strike list, if it didn't kill everything, it could still lose qu- relatively easily because it's not going to be arc dodging well enough because it doesn't have double reposition, like right. barring Luke's Afterburners kind of thing. So, like, uh, yeah, you might play this against the old Imperial Aces list and you might kill Vader or um, Whisper, but you're not going to kill two of the aces. And then the other two that are left are going to be better than you are as be- at being aces. And will eventually grind you down enough to get the points back, because whilst you're rugged with health, you're not survival. You you will still die. It's just the rate at which you die. So that's why I'm talking about the early game. Um, like right, the, the to steal League of Legends terminology, this would be like a list, because you get to fly in and make yourself feel really good when you kill something early, but then you've shot your load and you've got nothing. Yep. All right. It's I can is it the uh, what whatever one one token decks called I don't know you know where you you just spam out tokens early in Magic I don't know the terminology well enough.
0: Oh, uh, they usually call it well. So there's it's token spam where like sometimes you got like the white weenie decks that do that.
1: Yeah, but like where you you've got low cost, low power creatures, but you can get them out like, quick, yep. so you you fill in the field, and like unless they've got a board wipe and a. It's not going to do anything. It's that kind of yep. your all of your power is in the early game, so you've got turns one to three. If you have not established, uh, I would say uh, a six a six point two ship. Uh, if you've not got them down to three ships, uh, you need to outnumber them. Once you're once you've lost your torpedoes, if you do not outnumber them and don't have torpedoes, you probably lose.
0: No, I like it. I like it a lot.
1: Yeah. I think that I'm, I'm really enjoying this way of thinking about the game now, though, if that makes any sense. Like, where I'm putting the power in my Like, in my Jedi list, the power isn't actually in the alpha. The power of that Republic list is the, the theoretical resilience if I fight properly and take the correct actions and don't just throw Mace away or throw arrow away. And the consistency of being able to output damage. I don't spike, but I'm always getting... There's two hits, two hits, two hits, two yes. hits, three hits. Yeah. All right. oh, there's one crit, but you can't cancel it. The, it's always, I'm always doing something. So like, the power point for Batlist is like turns three, four, and five where I've damaged everything and I can move in to kill something. And I'm mobile and it's, it's I, again, do you, will you keep using magic even though it's your game, not mine? <laughs> um, right, that's a blue deck for me. I, right, I um, maybe blue green, maybe maybe a bit of green in there for the, for the force bullshit and all yeah. of the support stuff. I um, maybe blue white is probably a better analogy. Um, but just how you know that kind of how the game functions now, you because it's a race to twenty, not just pushing things together to total destruction. I think you get to use these kind of different tactics and strategies. And this is where I think people's mindset needs to evolve into recognizing where the strength of your list is and how you need to apply that strength. And not only that, if you can apply that strength above your opponent, because if your opponent's better at doing that than you are, then you're not strong there. You have to figure out a second path to victory. So like, if I'm playing this list and at this um, rebel list, and you've you've just brought like Y wings with torpedoes that like, you've probably got five or six Y wings, and I don't have that many. And like you can lock me, you know, like yeah, I might kill one in the first turn, but then you get to punch me back. You know, if I'm not the guy who's doing the big alpha damage, then I need to play this with differently. So yeah,
0: yeah, no, I, it, I'm, like I guess I'm seeing all of the little possibilities here. I agree it is a very so here's and maybe again maybe my experience isn't necessarily conducive to the entire experience i'm going to have as i'm playing the course of the game most of the games the two games that i have played were determined pretty much by turn three
1: i think that that is not unusual for the current state of the game uh i don't mean this to sound insulting to not just ed but to everybody who currently plays x-wing it's because we're all bad i I just told you about how I was like, oh, I've can, I I've been flying into the middle and contesting the middle objective with one of my two Jedi, and it's been working out fine. Until it doesn't.
0: Until it and does. then the
1: game's done. Which like, with turn one, it's over. So like, is that risk worth it? Like, is it? Is it better to be the person to threaten taking the middle, but to actually just put the firing axe over the middle and not actually get too close, so that you can capitalize on if they take the middle? So you get into the shell game, a bluffing game of I'm going to deploy my ship that looks like I'm going to bum rush the middle. And then as long as you think that I'm going to bum rush the middle, you'll set up your arcs to cover it. But I'm not actually going to. I'm going to set up my arcs in case you do. And then I've not lost anything because you didn't take the middle. Right. So it doesn't matter if I do, as long as you don't. (laughs) If I, you know what I mean?
0: I, I, I understand what you're saying.
1: If it's if it's five objectives and I get my two, you get your two, and no one takes the middle, we're just racing to eighteen, and that's okay. But it's that kind of that kind of thinking where we need as many points as we can because the games end earlier. But then you're, the games will end earlier because you're going all in.
0: Yeah.
1: Like if you if you're playing poker and you go all in every in the first hand of every tournament. Sometimes they're not all gonna fold and sometimes someone will clean you out in turn one. Yep. Alright. So I think there's a lot of learning for us all to do. And I include myself in that quite a lot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I legitimately, I agree. So I'm absolutely the next game that we play, I will take this list, kind of fly it around, see how I feel about it. And again, what I said to Chris at the end of the game is what I need to do is I need to find a list to learn to play this game. With. I remember when I first started playing X-Wing way back in the day, I picked a list. Now, I picked TIE Swarm, but I picked a list. And I legitimately, I think I took Dallas Parker's list. It was the list that I took, which was the, which was how um, I think there was another named pilot and It was probably Nightbeast. It was, was night. Beast, I think yeah it was two, and then it was like two obsidians and then two um, academies. academies and that was it and i just flew that list like 20 30 games straight and by the yeah. end of it i had gotten really really good at that list i knew where strengths were i knew where weaknesses were i knew how to play the game with that list i knew how to react
1: i mean that's what, so I to do. what i would say ed is i think you should try this list but i don't think this is a list that we wanted to build for you tonight I think there's a oh. a more beginner friendly list than this because there is a a lot of room to mess this up horribly and have the same kind of thing happen. So like, if we wanted to make the make this into a better, I think like a better all rounder list. Like,
0: all right, let's let's go.
1: Because I think five to six ships is the safety blanket. So so what we'll do we'll. T- uh, did you bonus material? Yeah. Did you um build this list in uh Yazby yet? Uh
0: yeah, I already built okay. it and saved it.
1: Okay, yeah, cool. So then we're gonna rename it so or like build it again or what however you want to do it. But basically mm-hmm. we're gonna delete just...
0: new squad. That's all I yeah. did. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, so we're gonna delete Kraken. We don't want Kraken because he's a finesse piece that just forces that this list to work and is i5, but he's not necessary. Like a normal rebel list, so what would you rather the crooks, like the fulcrum of the list be? Do you want it to be wedge or do you want it to be Luke? Because we're going to r- remove the other one as a spoiler. Yeah,
0: we have to use, yeah, we have to use the other one. So, uh, so I struggle with letting force go out of the list.
1: Yeah, so we'll but,
0: keep it. Hang on, oh, I'm you, gonna, you like no, it? Like, no, it's fine. Let me finish my la- thought, thought yeah. process. But I do like what wedge brings to the table, especially with, with the the outmaneuver. Yeah.
1: I, as a spoiler, I don't think there's a right or wrong option here. It's okay.
0: I also do like the idea of having the i6 in there. Yeah. I'm struggling with letting go of the two force, though.
1: That, that seems fair. I can get you force somewhere else if force is something you want in the list.
0: Yeah, maybe that's a right. So, all right. So, we're going to go. We're, dro- so we're dropping Kraken out of the list. Yeah. And for the moment, we'll drop Luke out of the list. Okay. So, it leaves us with Pain and Wed. Yeah. Two X Wings.
1: So what we're going to do for Fane is we're going to retool him. Okay. Thane is going to become an outmanoeuvre Fane, and he's going to waste one of his loadout value.
0: Uh Uh-oh.
1: It doesn't matter, because now he's got a really, really easy job. His job is to be an I-5 ship that does exactly what Luke was doing with Wedge, of going on the opposite side of Wedge. Yeah,
0: he's got nothing. We've got nothing.
1: Yeah. he has a three-dice primary attack, and if you're not looking at him, he takes away one of your dice.
0: Yeah. And
1: he's initiative five. Basically,
0: it's wedge on one side, thing yeah. on the other.
1: Yeah. Then we're going to go, and we're going to get the bargains. We're going to go bargain basement shopping. We're going to take Lieutenant Blunt. Okay. And we're going to go into the A-Wings, and we're going to take Derek. Okay. Okay, so we're now back to four ships, but we've still got six points left.
0: Blount has no upgrades at all.
1: No. Zero. So now we need a way to consistently activate Blount. So we get to choose whether we want to do something that's going to be a big ship that's going to be in range. Do we want, like, something like an ARC-170? Do we want to do something like a Nora Y-Wing that wants to be close because she's getting her extra evade? Or do we want something like um, an air wing, which is going to be like, slippery? Um, fangs, we've got rebel fangs, remember? We could take... Do. We could take... Uh, I'm not going to take Fenro, that's a ter- terrible idea. <laughs> but Fens, just, yeah, I, I wouldn't take Fenro. Because what happens is you go, yeah, Fenro, and then you remember not scum Fenro and get sad.
0: Yeah, like, oops, oh wait, I'm not getting the same ability, damn.
1: Yeah. I mean, there, there is another thing we could do as well, is that we, in fact, yeah, that's what we'll do. We'll make it not, we're not going to spam the two-point pilots. So we'll take away Derek. I've got a better idea.
0: Okay.
1: I'm going to give you a TIE Fighter.
0: Ooh. We're going to take tie fighters.
1: Ezra Bridger in the TIE Fighter that has a crew swap. So suddenly you just got Leia.
0: Oh.
1: And you know what? Ezra can have compassion. So your three-point TIE Fighter can pull damage off of a ships if you want to. Whatever. You're only going to get to use layer at a maximum of like twice in a game anyway. So it's fine. And then we've got five points left now. That makes it a little bit easier. You can take a U-Wing with some coordination. And you can basically pick anyone who isn't Saw mm. Alright. I'm a fan of um, Cassian is cheating. k okay, 2 souls is pretty cheaty. Um, after you gain a stretch, you get to gain a calculate token. Uh, Magva Yavar Yaro. Well, the friendly ship at range zero to two defense, the attacker cannot re more than on one attack. That seems pretty good, you know.
0: That was the one that I was leading to when I was hovering yep. over pilot abilities.
1: Giant loadout value as well, fourteen, not bad. Mm-hmm. So we've already got layer on Ezra, so we don't need a layer. So we can then get some uh, some more some more force points maybe, or you could do like. Um Jin, if you want to get evade tokens on people, you could take K2 soul crew. Um you, you could do Darth Maul and get a force point, you know.
0: <laughs> That's the only reason we're there.
1: <laughs> yep, I agree. I mean, I, I actually think Maul is a good shape here, actually. 10 points yeah. for a, a force is probably uh, pretty good. Um, and then you've got You've got sensor swatch. you have got a second crew sword. We could do um performance book, tan, defender was Um uh, no hero, like you can execute red maneuvers while you're already stressed. Yeah, we could okay. just keep stopping. That seems yeah. good. Yeah. Like,
0: you, it?
1: Yeah, like you've got your uh, you've got your soft mod from mall anyway, you know. Do that, why not?
0: That. But yeah, I, I,
1: so you've got you've still got four. Bo- Three dice attack ships, because theoretically something's going to be at range one for blunt.
0: Ideally, you've,
1: yeah. Yeah. So you've got like three, three dice attack ships, one, one and like two and a half dice, and then a tie fighter whose only job is to be annoying, circle objectives, wet layer trigger. Just fly like, around. And stay on if the e- if if Ezra is alive for layer to tr- trigger twice, good, great, you know, Alright. and. You can look at it as a direct trade here. If I put Ezra near a, um, near an objective for three turns, and then you kill him, but I triggered Leia, I got Leia for free this game. Yeah. Because I got my three points, you got your three points, but I got a Leia out of it.
0: Yeah.
1: And all you do, Ezra's only job is to take the evade action and have a force point. So he's calculate evaded every turn. Nothing else matters.
0: And then point him in the direction of some of those far off objectives to go snag.
1: Yeah. So and then like, Blunt, you could maybe run with Fane as one flank wedge on the other. Magna closer to Wedge to get him uh, calculate uh, like coordinates and stuff. I mean, I suppose we could do that instead of Hero. We could just do the um, the tactical officer, and then you get hopeful. I mean a boost in Y Wing, uh, a boosting U Wing seems like it could be fun.
0: It could be fun. Um right. So
1: something's the, yeah, gonna you... something's gonna die before Magba does.
0: I would hope. I would hope. Yeah.
1: yeah. But no, I think that's I think that's a pretty good list. I think it, it's got five bodies. It's two of them other to be you know, like objectively focused ships in Blount and Ezra. You've got two beat sticks in Fane and Wedge, obviously. Wedge is a bigger beat stick. Mm-hmm. Magva can fill m- a multitude of roles. You don't mind w- wasting the action to coordinate because you've got more. You know the there's a lot of value hopefully coming from them only being able to re-roll one die, so it shuts down target lock. Like kind of lists. Um, but yeah, I think that would be a more beginner friendly list.
0: I like this one too. I think this is more my speed too. At yeah. least right now.
1: Yeah, and I obviously the things you can do is if you wanted to keep Luke instead of Wedge, you change Ezra back to uh, Derek by your fast A-wing. And that gives you a one point you need to get Luke back over Wedge. If you wanna drop Thane for a more expensive pilot, you can do the same and have two five points instead of um the four. Um the only thing I think you're missing is um, native boosts, but you've got X-Wings which can do it with a wings closed. Mm-hmm. I don't... Um, yeah, I think there's a decent amount of stuff you can do here. I, again, this is a list that I wouldn't be ashamed to run. I think you can, you can win games with this, whether it's like a... Highly competitive tournament winning list or not. I don't don't think. But yeah, that's that isn't in the wheelhouse of what we do anyway
0: anymore. Right. That's nowhere near what I'm looking for is a list to learn the game with. Um, The new game of 2.5, and one that I can consistently roll up to the table each and every time and like, all right, it's not going to get stomped on its first, the first opening alpha. I have a plan. I know what that plan is. Now I just need to execute that plan. We're yeah, just and I over here with the with the U-wing. We're going to send Thane over here, maybe with Blout kind of. And then Ezra's just going all Ezra's job is is taking a Vade token and just float around the peripheral and oops, snag an objective here. Snag an um, objective. Right.
1: Here. Remember, Thane's I five wedges I six, and they've both mm-hmm. got out maneuver. There's a chance that your opponent just lets you deploy them both on the opposite flank. Correct. And then they both get to come in and outmaneuver maneuver the same targets and just wreck them.
2: And that like, would be amazing.
1: And that like you, amazing. you get to joist them with your U-wing, which is the most efficient. Like I've like, one of the most efficient joisting chassis in the game. Sorry, joisting earth frames in the game. Oh, uh, I, like blunt is really good value if you've got someone else at range one. Uh, and obviously, as for you, just hard turn away and say nope. I'm not here to joist. <laughs> I'm here to run over in the other direction and get an, an objective.
0: Yep. That's my whole purpose in life, Yeah, and then maybe, maybe I get lucky and get an extra attack die. <laughs> yeah. Alright.
1: I will use Weyer, and then I pr- I've benefited now. That was my only goal. I got to use Weyer. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, and obviously, like, if you want to, there's three-point A-wings, there are different three-point ships that you can take instead of Ezra. But this is just a way of getting layer on the table, effectively, That it's a relatively annoying... Like, if you think Night Beast is annoying to kill, Ezra's the same. Right. Uh, yeah, you're gonna have the time where you roll three focuses, and it's gonna feel bad that you only managed to evade two, but it doesn't matter.
0: <laughs> but you're right, with the evade and the focus token, every turn, with any luck, for the most part, he's just gonna be an annoyance. Yep. And hopefully, one not worth going after whenever you've got things like outmaneuvered wedge and outmaneuvered Thane breathing down your neck. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's it for me. No, I like it. Saved. Next game I play, I think we'll have to do that. Which yep. means we're going to schedule another game. Pick another list, any other list. I know you like that list, but pick
1: one. Uh, I, I'm in. I'll play anything else. It's fine. Can,
0: can we do a like versus like on that? Like, maybe not, I'm not talking a mirror match, but. One yeah. that's down to mile.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's I. I will run. I still have to fly some vultures and stuff, so I'll fly my um. Oh, that be fun. With...
0: That'll be fun.
1: Yeah, you can kill some droids. They're not people. Yay. It's okay.
0: It's okay. Totally okay. Yeah. All right. Um, Anything else you want to cover tonight?
1: No, that was it. I said I wanted to keep it as like a a concise X-wing show for episode 100, and just you know. That was our goes. gift, yeah,
0: that was our gift for episode one hundred. We actually talked a primarily about, i I think I mentioned forty k once, <laughs> so yeah. there we did it. It is capable of happening all right, so before we roll out, I do want to take the opportunity to mark the occasion of one hundred episodes of hanging out with these guys. We have been doing this for a really, really long time. um I'm gonna try not to get teary eyed on this one, but legitimately, I've. I couldn't imagine wanting to do this with anybody else. We talk all the time, whether it's on this show or in a Facebook trip, or we're talking about video games, or we're talking about pies, or we're talking about all this other (laughs) stuff. These are two of my closest and dearest friends. I don't get to see them in person nearly enough, so the only way that I get the opportunity to hang out with them is through stuff like this. And through this show, through our D&D groups, through all the other stuff, being able to maintain this friendship for as long as we have doing this has been very special to me. Um, the I'm just it's, it's not work it's never work it's never boring it's never dragging I never get to the part like oh god I got to do a new show today like I, it's never been that way because it means that it gets my opportunity to hang out with two of my best friends in the whole world so to both of you thank you so much I'm looking forward to 100 more like legitimately we can keep doing this yeah I think I, we can I mean I try to keep it short
2: as long as X-wing will exist we can do an X-wing show for another hundred episodes.
0: Heck yeah. Otherwise, anyway,
2: otherwise, we can morph it into anything else.
0: So. Yeah, I was going to say, well, worst case, I mean, this is legitimately worst case scenario, if so, at some point in time, AMG lost the license and X-Wing wasn't a thing anymore, we would migrate this into something else. We would just do something else. The show would stay, keep going. It would just migrate into something else. Yep. Yep. That's, that's all I had.
1: <laughs> no, Smart. it's been a pleasure. I mean, it's strange because I didn't, like, 7 years ago this isn't where I thought I thought my life would be. But <laughs> I- here we are, you know. And here we um are. yeah, it's been interesting. <laughs> We've had our um ups and downs, our highs and lows, but I think we're um we're doing well. Like I I wouldn't trade what we have for what any other podcast has. I I enjoy I enjoy what we do and that we get to do it the way we want to do it. So
0: I like the uh, the old show had its purpose in its time, but if I had to legitimately pick one over the other, I like this better. It's way more casual, way more fun. I don't feel like I have to keep on the bleeding edge of what's going on in the competitive worlds and tournaments, and it's definitely more up to speed with my style of gaming right now. It was different. It was different seven years ago when I was going to tournaments every other weekend and we were doing regionals and store championships and all of that stuff was super important at the time. But I'm in a different phase in my life where I'm like, I'm just more interested in just having fun and rolling dice. And this this definitely is a a reflection of where I where I am in my gaming life right now.
2: Yeah. You know, that's the funny thing you say that, because. I wasn't a competitive player. Truly, I was a competitive game runner for this game, and you know, it's. I think for me, I put in as much time at preparing for tournaments and not playing, but running the things. It's much nicer just to be able to not have to worry about that and watch other people stress about that, and you know, yeah. and just just enjoy the time with you guys. You know, that's one of the things. I think a lot of people forget is that, you know, when you get when you get into this adulthood and you have kids and you have other things going on, a lot of times you lose yourself in those other things and you don't, you know, get things that like hobbies or 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 friendships that, you know, help you survive in those other things. You know, it's that's the one of the hard things I think people don't always understand and You know, I've run the gamut. My kids are grown; they're out of the house. I have two cats. I have adult money, but I have friends, and you know, friends that I can go to for questions, or that they can come to for questions or stresses in life and things like that. It's not just X-wing, and it's not just the you know the show itself. It's just like I said, we are friends, and you know, we have moments in time where we're stressed, and we can talk to each other about that, and you know, just. Do the things that friends do and and the show is kind of like a kind of like a cherry on top where we can get together and you know and i know a lot of it recently has not been the most x-wing related but ultimately you know if you could talk about games when you're in your 40s and 50s i think you're doing pretty darn good in your life Heck, you
1: know? yeah uh, i you think know, if... for, for me anyway sean like the yeah, we've always tried to keep some grounding of X Wing somewhere, but I never wanted it to be fake or false. And like if we're not if we're not doing it and not passionate about it, there's no point talking about it. I would rather talk about something that we we currently care about and are passionate about and let that bleed, that excitement bleed into what we're discussing. Than force a bland conversation about the latest tournament result that none of us attended. Right, like, well, um, that that's not an attack or a knock on any other podcasts out there because people do things the wrong did, way. But
0: we we did do that. Yeah,
1: but I I just that's why I think this is better because we just go with the flow and do what we want and people listen. We're not the biggest podcast. We put very very little effort into trying to be. We just do it and hope for the people listening to enjoy it. And like,
2: yeah, you know, one of the funny things is too is that we just went through two two and a half years of the strangest years in our lives. And you know, you look at how much it affected the gaming industry and the gaming itself. You know, we, the only thing that kept X Wing alive, really and truthfully, are podcasts and. Online leagues and things like that, you know, and the online tournaments that took place that, you know, for me, I didn't really pay much attention to those once in a while I'd tune in. But, you know, and, and that's we're, we're hitting that point where we're getting back into you're you definitely Chris are there where you're at in store play, you know, where you're running, you know, a, a game night for it, you know, weekly and here in Omaha they're going to finally start up a face-to-face they did a little bit here and there but with the game shop opening up gaming space in a couple weeks you know that's gonna open up face-to-face leagues there's another store that has a face-to-face league but they're not running anything remotely close they're kind of running like a bootleg league of x-wing and because they don't like the people running it don't like 2.5 at all you know and it's just I mean, like, there's, you know,
1: it's going to be like long claves and holdouts, and that's fine.
2: Yeah, no, no, no. I as get long, that. As yeah.
1: long as everyone gets to find the game that they enjoy, that's all. Exactly.
2: More yeah, exactly. And for me, you know, since the league's starting up, guess what? I get to go to a league and I get to put ships down, and then I get to play a game or two, and then I get to get up and walk out without having to worry about anything else, which will be
0: not collecting scores, not, not scores collecting scores. Yeah. spreadsheets to see who's in first. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yep. I hear you. You know, it'll be nice where if I want to just play one game that night, I could get up and walk out, you know, and that's, yeah, that'll be something new for me, which will be fun. Um, and exciting overall. You know, I, I just, yep. you know, I'm just glad the world's sort of coming back to normal. And, but with X-Wing in our podcast, I don't think it's going to change much, you know? No. I'm not gonna worry about tournaments. I'm not gonna worry about winning tournaments if i decide to play in one and you know, it'll just be fun.
1: Yeah. And I think I I've said a few times, you know, X Wing's a fun game, right?
2: It is. It, it is. It is. Definitely is.
1: Oh, there we go. I think that's a good place to end it, man.
0: I agree. You have some housekeeping you'd like to do, good sir.
1: Um, yeah, uh again, it's basically thanking all the patrons. Uh they're amazing. The fact that people pay us to listen is um, often astounding and a very big help for everything we do um, so thank you, i a hundred shows in and um, we're still going strong so thanks a lot for that, yeah. I, I really appreciate it um, again, all of the people who've like come and gone or whatever, I, I thank you to you as well hopefully you can still enjoy just listening and like Never worry about it. People's lives change. We it's not that important to us. We're not gonna go away. There's no um minimum level or we're not recording kind of thing. Um yeah, but no, yes. Yeah, we're, we're gonna do
0: this anyway.
1: Yeah, it's a giant help. Obviously, you can support us through um lack of focus podcast on Patreon. Uh that one is a um a per show. So so generally we just tell people to do a dollar a show. Don't don't go crazy. If you'd like to support just on a monthly basis, you can support Dice Hate on Patreon, which is just a fixed monthly one. Um, it all goes into the same part, and it helps cover the hosting of the podcast on SoundCloud, Podbean, all of the editing software that I have to pay for monthly. Um, I've started the process for revamping the Dice Hate website, so written content should be able to come back in the not too distant future, I actually have a, a meeting on Monday um, with one of our local organ- like government organization things to um, look at getting help to make sure I'm setting the website up in the best way and actually trying to do it properly. You know what I mean? So hopefully that goes well and there'll be a better home for all of the content to live. Um, the biggest thank you, I think, goes out to our uh, Discord community as well, um, which includes all our patrons, obviously. But um, I really enjoy it. it. It's hard to say, because I'm in a couple of Discords that are a lot bigger and a lot more active. And That's I... It. No, it's not. It, it's very... Um, intro- like, we'll have spurts of activity But everyone's involved, and it's very personal and, like, personable. Like, there's no, like, internet culture in there, really. It's very nice. I like it. I don't have to learn all of a new lingo as an old person.
2: (laughs) That is difficult, isn't it? Now, yeah.
0: thankfully for me i one of the uh, i i work with a, a young lady in our department who's in her early 20s her primary job aside from assisting me in database stuff is to keep me up with what terms are that are being used i hear a term like what does that mean i need a definition yeah
1: yep. yeah yeah well, but i mean that's it obviously you can find us on facebook you can email us at like at gmail.com um, I've had a bunch of messages and like different chats. I actually had a, a really good comment question on um, on the YouTube videos, um,
0: Ooh, so uh, people
1: can ask yeah. questions on YouTube and stuff. So, I mean, I can address that one now. It's an X Wing one. It's a very quick one, but it's basically um, someone asking why auto thrusters are so good. Um, and again, I plan on doing an actual breakdown video for it and addressing it on i say on youtube properly anyway but the crux of it comes down to um the question was in relation to fang fighters and fenro in in particular giving fenro the option to be able to um boost barrel roll and and link it into a focus is really really strong because it makes him be able to play more like a traditional ace and a brawler because whilst he has both repositions he can only ever do one of them without auto uh, um not odd fusters, afterburners. Um, and then um, if you put it just on a normal fang, again, being able to boost and have a focus token without stressing yourself allows you to k turn and threaten a lot more things the next turn, and gives you better ways of getting up close into a range one, which is where we want to be. And then finally, when we're living in a 2.5 world of objectives, it lets... People play the game that they're not normally able to because there's only Jedi and um, like sensitive controls ships that can boost to get closer to objectives and still have their action left. Afterburners lets everybody play that game. Yes. Whether you have a boost on your action bar or not, suddenly you can play the game so you can threaten that center objective, whereas in normally you can't. So it just it levels the playing field I hope that they never take afterburners away because I feel like it's a uh, a grand leveler for x wing so that was a question on YouTube I answered it in a in a long rambly point by point text thing on YouTube but there's the uh, the verbal answer again So yeah but if you uh, if you message us ask any questions i always try and answer them to my the best of my ability so there you go
0: all right so that is going to do it for the century mark episode 100 sean always good hanging out with you
2: always good to be here
0: chris always good hanging out with you my friend
1: uh, You know 99 times out of 100 i'd agree
0: <laughs> and we actually have a data pool to pull that from now all right. So that is going to do it for this one. We do appreciate you tuning in. We'll talk to you again in two weeks. And until then, as always, thank bye. you once again for joining the Lack of Focus X-Wing podcast. Check out Dice Hate Productions for all the latest episodes, and we'll be looking forward to seeing you again next episode.